want to just help us understand how some of these things all work together as we uh, have a look at this part of the Bible and learn some of the things from Joseph. Uh, I wonder if anyone here can tell us what a souvenir is. One of the kids, what is a souvenir? Very, very good. It's something you can get from another place to remember it. And um, when I've been travelling different places, we like to collect souvenirs. One of the things I love to collect for souvenirs is I love to collect mugs. These are some mugs that I got. I like so when I go get my hot Milo or something like that or a cup of tea, I've got some mugs that I can remember of our little trips. Uh, we also, because we, you know, we're really hyper cool, we, we kind of like to have tea towels. So we have a little tea towels that when I'm doing washing up or something like that, I can remember that we went over to New Zealand or something like that. Um, but even because we are super cool, we love to have fridge magnets. And we go even next level because we put them into a frame. How good is that? <laughs> Woo! Love the love all of these kind of things. Love all the souvenirs. And so, guys, we are going to give you a souvenir at the end, just like the people in the play, to give you an idea. And it's a luggage tag, and it says on the front, I've been on an Egyptian adventure. And so we, over this last week, have been on an Egyptian adventure. I mean, I know we actually haven't really, really gone to Egypt. We've had to sort of pretend a bit, and that's not the real Sphinx, even though it's just amazingly close to it. Uh, But we have been imagining all these things, going into Egypt because we needed to learn lots of different things and I want to talk a little bit about what it is that we have learned with this Egyptian adventure by looking at these different luggage tags and you see inside the luggage tag, it's pretty cool, there are actually little other luggage tags that each have four different stories, four different bits that help us understand how it is that we can be friends with Jesus and I want to help you understand what these all mean as we come together to do that now. Uh, The first one is the red tag. and So when you get it, you'll see that the red tag says, prisoner to sin, and it says, we all sin, that is, we ignore God and we go our own way. We are held prisoner by sin. It ruins our friendship with God and others and we cannot get free. See, one of the things that we sang this last week is the song, Jesus is the Mighty, Mighty King. And it says, now, Jody is not the boss, uh -uh, and a whole lot of other people who are not the boss, but it says, Jesus is the boss. And a good way to understand sin is when we say to God, you are not the boss, but I am the boss, and I want to live my own way. And we can't do that and get away with that because God created everything. He made the world, he made you and he made me. And the right thing is for us to be his friend and to follow him as our king. But the problem is we are trapped by sin and we can't free ourselves. Uh, I've got two cats at home. And they are indoor cats because, partly because we are super friendly to the environment. We don't want them to destroy birds. But partly also because they keep on getting beaten up by other cats and they're pretty weak. So we've kept them inside. But there's a little part of our whole house where the cats are not allowed to go and that is the garage. And so we have a garage inside and we open up the door and we'll sometimes go down and put some things inside the car, into the boot because we're going to go up to the shops or something like that. And occasionally one of those sneaky little rats or cats goes inside and they go in the spot they're not supposed to and then we say we put the car away and we shut the door and we go to bed and we hear this meow, meow, meow. We think, what could that be? I don't know. And we go back to sleep. And the cat stays trapped 
all night inside the garage. Meow, meow, meow. Now, the cat probably realises that it was a pretty dopey thing to go inside the garage. It's not really that interesting at all. In fact, it would be far more interesting if the cat stayed outside and could go and get food and, and have a nice place to go to the toilet and other things like that and, and cosy up next to one of the kids in bed rather than being stuck around a boring car and all the garbage that's in our garage. There's a lot of garbage. But... The problem is that the dopey cats get trapped. They get trapped by their sin and they can't get out. And that's what the Bible says happens to all of us as well. But there's good news because now we get to our second luggage tag, which says Jesus sets us free. We say it together, Jesus sets us free. The punishment for our sin is death. But if we believe that Jesus died in our place, we will be set free from sin's power. Now, the thing is that God won't just say, ah, oh, who cares when it comes to disobeying the rules. Let's imagine one of the teachers at school said, okay, in our assembly, you're not allowed to talk and make noise. And let's say that some of the kids said, well, we might just talk and make noise, and they do, and the teacher just tries to ignore it, what do you think will happen? Do you think it'll get quieter? No. It'll get noisier and noisier and noisier. See, the teacher needs to do what is right and tell that person they've done the wrong thing. And if they've said that they're going to lose some points from their special class system or something like that, or, or maybe have to stay inside assembly during lunchtime, then they need to give them that punishment because that is fair and that is right. You see, in the Bible we learn that if you disobey God, then the punishment is death, which is a lot worse than just having to stay around at lunchtime in assembly. Death is really, really bad and none of us can escape it ourselves. But have a listen to what the Bible says. It says, For even the Son of Man, that's Jesus, came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. He gave his life so that we could be set free. And the way he did that was by dying in our place. Now, you might think that that's a big oops moment for God. But no, look at another verse that comes from the bit that Storm read out to us from Acts. But God knew what would happen and his prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was betrayed. And with the help of lawless Gentiles, you nailed him to a cross and killed him. He knew it was going to happen. But the good news is that Jesus didn't stay dead because the verse after tells us that God released him from the horrors of death and raised him back to life for death could not keep him in his grip. Now that's the red tag. Next, we've got two to come. We've got the third tag, which is the purple tag, which says, can you read it together? God shows us mercy. See, we read here that if we believe that Jesus died for us and say sorry to God for our sin, God will show us mercy. God forgives us and we become a member of his family forever. Now, what does mercy mean? Mercy means when somebody doesn't get what they deserve. Now, let's imagine that one of my kids grabbed my, my special ukulele that I really, really like, and they decided that they would use it like a tennis racket. And they took it out the back garden and, and one of them, I mean, let's, not, not really one of my four kids, let's imagine one of them, another kid, you know, like a bad kid, unlike my kids. Uh, and, and they've got the ball and they're like, this is great, 
bang. Oh, Dad's got so many ukuleles. We'll just keep banging it to each other. Get another one, another one. And you'll never know. And that's all going really, really well until one of them hits it really, really hard and it breaks the neck. And they say, well, do you think Dad will notice? I suspect so. I think the tuning might be a little bit out. And so the smart kid goes up to me and says, Dad, guess what? I'm really sorry. I've broken your ukulele. Now, I've got some choices there. I can say, I am really, really cross at you and I'm going to make you pay for the repair of that ukulele, the really expensive, nice one. They say, I don't have enough money. I'm only two years old. Fair point. And so I then decide to show mercy to that two-year-old. And in order to show mercy, I say, you've said sorry, I forgive you, even though it really makes me sad that you've hurt something really precious to me. But I can't just say, don't worry about it and forget about it and then the next day pick it up and it'll sound beautiful again. I have to spend money to take it down to my mate to go and try and stick it all together and make it as good as new. I might even have to send it off to Hawaii to get it fixed and that's a lot of money. It's costly for me to say, I forgive you. And that's what God's mercy is like. His mercy, when we come and say to him, I'm so sorry, God, that I have not treated you as king, that I've sinned, I'm trapped in my sin. And he says, if we say sorry to him, he will forgive us, even though it cost him even his own son's life. Well, the last luggage tag here is about living God's way. And it says here, there's my ukulele, that says on the screen, living, you say it together, living God's way. Living God's way isn't always easy, it says, but God helps us to persevere. He teaches us through his word, the Bible, and he gives us his Holy Spirit, and he gives us other Christians to encourage us. If we come to God and say, I'm sorry, then he will say, I forgive you. He'll give us, he'll show us mercy. But we learnt last week on our kids club that it can be hard to follow Jesus. We in fact learned about two different roads. Can someone tell me, one of the kids, what those two roads were like? Yeah. The narrow road and the wide road. Awesome stuff. The wide road's the easy road. It's the road that says, I don't care about Jesus, I'll live my own life and I reckon it'll be really easy. But the narrow road is the hard road. It's the road where we follow Jesus and it can be really tricky and really difficult. And one of the how are we going to keep doing that? How are we going to not give up? Well, we learn here that God teaches us how to persevere through the Bible. When we read the Bible, the Bible helps us know how to serve God and how much he loves us and how awesome it is to follow him. But there's another thing. He gives us his Holy Spirit. And his Holy Spirit helps us remember and trust in Jesus always. But he also gives us that last thing, Christians to encourage us. And that's why we come together at church every, every Saturday night at 5 o'clock because we want to encourage each other just like this. Well, they are the four tags. And the good news is there's a tag for all the kids and maybe even some of the grown-ups as you walk out the door in just a little while. But... You know, when I was only in year five at school, I went on a camp and when I was on that camp, I understood for the first time that it was a really, really good thing to be friends with Jesus and that Jesus loves me so much that he died for me. 
And I remember when I was only a young little kid that I wanted to make the decision to follow Jesus. And I said a prayer. And it's a prayer that went something like this. And let me read it to you. It's on the screen. Dear God, sorry that I have sinned by ignoring you. Remember that was that word sin we had before? It's about ignoring God. Thanks for your mercy that sets me free from sin. Please help me to persevere. Keep going as your friend. Amen. Now, I prayed that prayer for the first time when I was in year five. And even though I'm a little bit older than that now, I have kept following Jesus all my life, and it's been awesome. And it's possible that there are some of you today here, whether you're young or old, who have never actually said a prayer like that before and would like to walk out of this room knowing that you have experienced God's mercy, that he has said, I forgive you, that I love you, that you are no longer my enemies but you're now my friend. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you, if you'd like, pray that prayer yourself to God. Don't say it out loud. We don't want to hear people saying it. Just It's a little thing. You can think it in your head to God. And I'm going to say one sentence at a time and then give you a gap where you can use those same words to say it just in your mind, talking to God in your head. So let's pray. Dear God, sorry that I've sinned by ignoring you. Thanks for your mercy that sets me free from sin. Please help me to persevere as your friend. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer for the first time, whether you're young or old, you can have complete confidence that God has shown you mercy and you no longer need fear death and you no longer need to fear judgment because Jesus has you in his family and you are his friend, which is great news.